Whether you believe in ghosts or not, it's pretty tough not to get freaked out when you're alone and you hear something go bump in the- I'm sorry, but I'm already getting freaked out. Bryce, we're barely getting started with this episode's teaser and you're already getting scared? Yeah, uh, but here's the thing. I don't think I can read another Haunted Trail story, especially with the creepy music playing in the background. Oh no, girl. Don't worry, you won't be reading one. Oh, okay, good. You'll be reading the one about the crazy haunted house. Wait, what? You intro. Tales of unexplainable happenings are passed down from family members, friends, co-workers, and even our own listeners. In today's episode, we share our listeners' ghost tales. What happened to one of our listeners when her and her husband move into an old historical home here in California, where the past literally comes alive with some unexplainable occurrences and odd smells? What if you came from a long line of spiritualists and tarot readers? What if one of the members of your family tree tried to help Harry Houdini communicate with his dead mother? I see dead people, shadow people, and a tiny skeleton. We'll hear two short stories sent in from one of our listeners down in Texas that will definitely have you sleeping with more than one nightlight on. So prepare yourself for the macabre, the dark, and the thrilling stories of episode 21, part two of our listeners' ghost tales. Welcome to Haunting History, the podcast that reaches back into the past for the events that shocked us. Tales of true crime, mystery, and the macabre. And when we're lucky, those stories where the past and the paranormal meet. Because who doesn't love a good ghost story, right? I'm your host, Kat, and joining me every week will be one of my co-hosts, either Haley, my accomplice in all that I do, or Tress, my lovely sidekick in all things paranormal. Join us this season as we discuss and share true accounts from all over Southern California and beyond, from haunted locations to newsworthy incidents and crimes that stunned us. We will dwell deep and find the people behind the headlines. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Haunting History Podcast and visit our website at HauntingHistoryPodcast.com. Until next time, remember, the living are far scarier than any ghost. Hey, boo, hey. Hi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Hollyweird Paranormal. We are a Hollywood true crime and paranormal podcast. Mm-hmm. We are your hosts, Tammy Merhap Chavez. Hello, I'm Bryce Mitchell-Williams. If you're just tuning into our podcast for the very first time, welcome. Where have you been? Yes, we missed you. Yes, get ready to digest our voices with your ears. Mm. And if you are just returning after binge listening to our past episodes... Thank you and welcome back. We missed you as well. We hope you're thirsty for more. (laughs) So guys, it is going to be a pretty exciting episode. This is kind of like our part two, our ode to our part one of our listeners' tales. Yes. Yes, so we decided to do another episode with more submissions of ghost stories. Yes. Because low-key, we have the coolest listeners. Like We do. Everyone's comments on all our social media and, and the emails that we get and the messages. Everyone is so cool. Yes. I I am obsessed. Oh. I stalk all of you. It's great. <laughs> we like, do. Why is he in my backyard? It's fine. It's fine. It's all right. Give me my privacy. No. Yeah. So we love, <laughs> and this is like the best thing. It's like we get to hear from you. Yes. I love we it. 
do. We have an exciting collection of stories Mm -hmm. today. They're pretty exciting. We have three, and I'm going to piggyback off of two Mm -hmm. because I have one that my cousins told me back in the summer when I went to go um, do the Myrtles Plantation tour and sleepover. It turns out that my cousin's house in New Orleans is haunted. Oh. <laughs> oh, you know, the house that I would always spend a lot of my summers at? Yes. They didn't put that on the brochure? They didn't, no, hmm. they didn't. So my hmm. cousins hmm. told me that their house in New Orleans is haunted, and it kind of correlates with a couple of stories we're going to share. Awesome. Yeah, so that story, what I like to call that story is uh, Creeper Ghost Bob. He has a name? <laughs> they named him Bob. Don't name your ghost, y'all. It, it no. gives them life. It gives them life. <laughs> it does. Don't name it. I feel like every tier one level ghost is like, sorry, your name is Bab. Oh, yeah. It's the go-to. <laughs> They're always the sweetheart ghost because from my first paranormal experience in the theater, I experienced a ghost named Bob. Oh, in, weird. Yeah, in Summerstock. So when they told me about their ghost, Bob, I just thought, oh, wait, that's the same that's the name yeah. of the guy that, you know, I first had my paranormal experience with, you know, in Summerstock. So our poor grandchildren, they're going to be like my first ghost, Juniper Moonbeam, like with all the crazy, <laughs> like ridiculous names, like it's going to be terrible. Within time, we'd be like all these hipster. Ghosts. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> you can call me rebel. His mustache was twirled. <laughs> <laughs> and he had this unique man bun. Oh, well, I don't know how unique they are. <laughs> I'm sporting one, so they're not that unique. So we have a few stories, one that was, well, actually two that were submitted and one that was vocally submitted. Love. So we have one from Wisconsin, another Ooh. one from our home state, Cali, and another one from Texas. Love. And um, Bryce, you are going to do the honors by reading the first one. Yes, so this story is from Abby, and I'm going to start reading it. <laughs> what a great segue. Uh, So, I guess I'll start by saying my house is almost 100 years old. I live in a 1926 Spanish-style house out in San Bernardino that we purchased a year ago. Oh, new house. It's cute. Um, There are multiple historical Spanish-style homes and Catholic sites here due to the city's history with the California Mission period. Which, if you don't know that history of California... Take time. It's super cool. Google it. Googs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we consulted with the Historical Society to see about getting info on our house's history, but have not yet heard back. Anyway, people always happen to be creeped out by my house. I spend a lot of time alone because my husband works two jobs. However, I have not had anything too crazy happen. When we first moved in, I would be home alone and could hear whistling coming from upstairs or another room. Mm. I love that that's your definition, Abby, of not too crazy. Okay, <laughs> keep going. Then when I'd go check, it would casually move to another room. So annoying. That would be annoying. That's a word that we could use. I know. You're being annoying. I can think of some other ones, but Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Back in January, my mother-in-law stayed with us for a few days in our official guest room. This is the room that most people are creeped out by because it is a really weird... It has a really weird L-shaped closet. It also has a strong... Uh, concentrated smell of cigarettes or Ben Gay that I cannot get rid of. Ugh, this, no. Yeah. No. The smell isn't constant, but when it smells, it smells strong AF and will not go away for days. So she stayed in that room that night. Early the following morning, around 4 a.m., I heard a loud shatter sound downstairs. <gasps> I thought maybe it was the cats breaking stuff, so I went to the bottom of the stairs and peeked over the banister. I didn't initially see anything. I go back to the room, told my husband it was probably the cats. He says that was not the cats, 
So fine, whatever, I go back downstairs, only this time I notice that there's glass spewed everywhere in the living room. Mm -mm. I thought maybe someone broke our big ass picture window. I checked the window and it's fine. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> I love that. Okay, <laughs> where did this glass come from? I look around and notice there is a trail of liquid on the floor all the way from the kitchen through the hallway and leading up to where the glass was shattered. I couldn't tell what it was from, so I smelled it. It was coffee. Then I remembered I had Hell left no. a clear mug of on the counter with just a bit of coffee in it. I go back upstairs to tell my husband, and he again says it must have been the cats knocking it off the counter. Like, okay, yeah, but likely, or sorry, like, okay, yeah, likely. <laughs> I like that. We get along. <laughs> but had the cats knocked the mug off the counter, it would have broken the kitchen and not all the way in the living room. We didn't know how to explain it, so we joked about the ghost dude being mad that my husband's mom slept in his room. A few months later, we were watching TV in our TV room, and the door facing the hallway and the dining room opens. Uh-uh. I see something moving in the hallway, so I glance and caught a glimpse of someone, parentheses, something, running into the dining room. Mm. All I saw was a naked, pale man leg cutting into the dining room behind a wall. We checked it out, didn't see any naked man in the house, thank God. I know. And a few months after that, it's the night before my husband's birthday, my sisters are over, and I'm making, I'm going to botch this, is it Pizzoli? Pizzoli, yes. What That's is a, that? Ooh, it is one hell girl. If you know how to make that, it's a Mexican soup. Ooh. It's made with, I want to say it's beef or pork, mm -hmm. a bunch of like uh, like spices, garlic, onion, cabbage. That sounds amazing. It is fucking amazing. It's right up there with menudo. Mm -hmm. And from where I'm from, like my mom's from Honduras, like sopa de calacol. It's, oh, it's, wow. it's such, mm, it is like, I'm it hits hungry. me. <laughs> yes, now we want soup, girl. Great. Yeah. Um. She's a wife, man. That's a wifey. That. So she's making it before he comes home from work. One of my sisters left and locked the door from the outside. I peeked down the hall from the kitchen to make sure she locked the door or closed the door. The door was closed. A few minutes later, my other sister said, why is the door open? I looked down the hall and the door was wide open. So I'm like, fuck, my cats are out. Nope, the cats are standing at the door but did not go near it. No. No, stop looking at the demon. Oh, we got a little excited and decided to use one of those communication apps. Smart. We asked who is here, Tim. We left the app open and later asked, how did you die, Doug? Doug where? Everywhere. <gasps> Why? To breathe. Oh, gross. I feel really scared. <laughs> yeah, you're almost there. You're almost I'm there. I'm almost there. At this point, my sister, and Bryce reading it, was not <laughs> having it. She was freaking out, but then he stopped responding to our questions, and we closed the app for the day. I decided maybe he was one of those people back in the day that accidentally was buried alive due mm -hmm. to being in a coma or something. That is one of my biggest fears. Oh, yeah. That's what um, it's called, topophobia. And it was a big, big epidemic. Uh -huh. It was It's the fear of being buried alive. Oh. And, and, you know, back then in the 18th and 19th century, a large number of uh, safety coffins were patented because it was a big epidemic that people were being buried alive. No. So they had a mechanism, like a latch, where that was connected to a string that was connected to a bell right next to their tombstone or on their tombstone. So they'll pull the latch if they were to ever wake up from their long slumber or wake up from their coma in the coffin. They'll pull it and the bell will ring, notifying whoever's upstairs, up, you know, above ground will dig them out. That's terrifying. That's where the term saved by the bell is derived. Oh. Yeah, like I was saved by the bell. 
I would say from being buried alive, not mm. the 1980s sitcom with Zach. Morris. I think it's I think it's the sitcom actually. I think you're getting confused. Really? It's the sitcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry Zach Morris. Barry. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. So anyway, <laughs> terrifying. Uh, back in the day, that was accidentally buried alive due to being in a coma or something, which is why he would have been digging to breathe. Ugh. Oh, no. IDK, but this was the only thing that made sense at the time. I decided to tell one of the supervisors in my office about the smell in the room upstairs and the coffee ordeal. She claims to be receptive to spirits and said she feels that an older man lived there alone as a groundskeeper and that he likes it there. As of right now, this is all we have on Tim so far. He appears to be nice for the most part, but I will keep y'all updated if he turns into a total dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Love. <laughs> love, love, love. Yes. Please do. Yes. Yes, we would like to know. That is so crazy. You have a the groundskeeper, Tim Ghost, who yes. smells of cigarettes and Ben Gay. Abby, and thank you so much. That's yeah, that so was a really terrifying. good story. Girl, I mean, I love the fact that, yeah, she got a little freaked out, but she's mm. like, Bitch. Mm-hmm. First, you drop, you you knocked out mm-hmm. a glass mug, causing me to go up and down the stairs. I mean, well, there goes leg day right there, right. and then she goes in and investigates. That's brave. awesome. Oh, that's yeah. brave. I want to burn the house down, Hashtag- but you're right. You're right. Good. That's a, that's the better option. <laughs> Hashtag brave. Yeah, she opened that up. She's like, look, who dis? Dis mm-hmm. Tim. All right, Tim. I vary you lay some ground rules. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just oh digging everywhere mm-hmm. but that Ooh. is crazy and that, the smell too yeah when it's connected to smell and everything Ooh, i think it's the conjuring well, there's one of those patrick wilson-y v um, fermiglia movies because they're in so many together i can't tell the difference but mm-hmm. there's they talk about like the smell every time the demon and they like smell the rotting and that part scares me insidious more is it insidious it's insidious yeah For not liking scary movies i have seen a surprising number of scary movies and you always seem to forget their names because you want to forget seeing them I right yeah that's actively you, yeah, yeah yeah actively trying to block it out yes <laughs> um but that is the part that really creeped me out. And they're just like, what's that smell? What's that smell? It smells like meat's rotting. I'm like, oh, just oh, get out, get out, get out. That smell of a demon. <laughs> so yeah. that's really creepy. Yeah. Oh. At least it's not anything rotting. Yeah. I mean, I will handle an elderly ornery ghost. Mm-hmm. If it smells like, you know, nicotine, Ben Gay, prune juice, I'm down. That's fine. Prune juice. <laughs> I'm just like, what, what else would an elderly ghost smell like? I mean... Coffee, cigarettes, and juice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all I would think of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that is a crazy story. Annie, thank you so much for submitting Yay, that. Thanks, please, Abby. No, seriously, please keep keep all of that, like, posted with us. Keep your mm-hmm. updates, you know, very visible on our... Even on our Facebook. Let us know. Definitely. Yeah, yeah send us messages. Let us know what happened with Tim. Yeah. All right, guys. So we have another one from our listener, Katie from Austin, Texas. This is a really cool one. It's really, really neat. So Katie sent this over the other day and um, she recorded this. So there's two short stories. Her stories are crazy. She is very sensitive. And we decided to not let you hear it until now, Bryce. <laughs> I love it. This is just like one long punked episode. Like, I know. Let's you, just like see how freaked out he'll get. Parapunk, dude. Yeah. It's two in the afternoon and I am very freaked out. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So we're going to listen to Katie's story. Hey, girl. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. My name is Katie and I live in Austin, Texas. Um, I'm a recent fan, having just finished binging on all of your episodes a few weeks ago, and I eagerly await every single one. Um, I also want to thank you guys for recommending the podcast that you have. I found a lot of new favorites. 
I will start this by saying that I have had a lot of paranormal experiences in my life, especially from the age of you know two to about 2021. 20, um, and right now I'm in my early 30s. I used to live in the Tampa Bay area of Florida. That's where I grew up. And most of my experiences happened in the two homes that I grew up in. So when I was a little girl, I would tell my mom all the time that I would see things. Um, I do remember twice waking up in my parents' room because before my sister was born, I would always sneak into their room and snuggle between them um, and sleep with them through the night. I remember vividly one night, I was probably about three or four because it was before my little sister was born. And I woke up and I saw the image of this small statured skeleton in the doorway. Uh, I immediately closed my eyes, tried to go back to sleep. I remember another time hearing voices. Um, those are the things I do remember. I remember, you know, toys falling off of shelves. We moved from that house when I was about eight years old. Um, but those are the big things I can recall. Interestingly enough, my mom, uh, this had somehow come up about, you know, a little less than 10 years ago, she and I were chatting about that house and how um, I thought it was haunted. And she said, well, you know, when you were little, you always used to say that you saw this small skeleton. You know, it, it happened more than a few times and it kind of freaked me out. And so that really validated for me, um, you know, that, that what I saw was, you know, I, I was seeing. Um, and also, it turns out the um, prior owner of the home, I want to say it was possibly the person before us or maybe two people before us that owned the home um the old woman died there her father had built a home for her and he built two similar homes next door for her sisters and they lived there from you know their younger ages until they passed away in their homes so maybe she just was looking after the place curious about me or not too pleased to have you know some little kids running around her digs anyway um next story my most vivid, this is probably what most got me into the paranormal. When I was 16 in my second home, I don't want to call it haunted, this home. I just think because I was a, a tween and a teen in this home, I had a lot of energy going on, you know, around me. And things would happen from time to time, but I never felt that the house was haunted. Um, so anyway, one night I was sleeping um, I will say I am a back sleeper. Um, I remember waking up. If you ever like peacefully come out of sleep and you, you know, you know that, okay, your brain is slowly coming out of dream state and waking up, even though I, I hadn't been dreaming and I'm waking up and as I'm becoming more aware, I guess, of my surroundings, I can feel pressure on my shoulders. And it's, it's pretty heavy pressure. It feels like someone is pushing my shoulders down, not just my shoulders. And I'm waking up and I'm thinking, okay, it's still there. It's still there. This isn't a dream. This isn't a dream. So by this point, then I am awake. My eyes are closed and it feels like there, there are hands on my shoulders. It was interesting because you would think that my first reaction would be someone broke in and is trying to do bad things to me. Um, I stayed very calm. I pretended that I was trying to pretend that I was still asleep. And what I wanted to do was to see if someone was really there. So I slowly, with my eyes closed, turned my head 
to my right shoulder and I could feel, physically feel a clammy arm, you know, some kind of appendage that felt like skin, but it was clammy, not cold, you know, not warm, like normal body temperature, but it was very clammy. And as soon as I did that, you know, half a second, a second later, it, it went away and the pressure lifted and I immediately opened my eyes and mind you, it was very dark, you know, it's the middle of the night. My blinds, you know, had some of the street lights coming in, but it was still very, very dark. This thing was darker than night and it shot across my room because my doorway was um, across the room from where my bed was. And it, it probably was about six, seven or so feet tall. I'm really bad at guesstimating. Um, and it turned toward me before it slid out and it looked at me and it looked like the Grim Reaper without the scythe. Um, I couldn't really see a face, but all I saw were these glowing yellow-green eyes, and then it quickly slid around the corner out of my room. Um, needless to say, I did not follow it. But what was weird was, you know, I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel anything really until after it left, because then I was like, oh, that was a ghost or something in my room. And... Um, you know, I, I just, I closed my eyes and I tried to go back to sleep and I guess I eventually did. Um, now I know a lot of people are going to say sleep paralysis, but I will say that um, before, in my youth and in my 20s, etc., I I used to never dream or rarely ever dreamt. I don't remember having many dreams at all. I would never remember, you know, I remembered, well, maybe I dreamt, I think I, but I, it just wasn't something that I did. Not until in my 30s when I had my daughter. My hormones changed. So, you know, I have all sorts of crazy dreams now. Um, but I never did. The only dreams I would ever remember having were the few I've had about loved ones who came to me after they passed over. Um, and a, f a few celebrities. Uh, so anyway, I don't think it was, it was sleep paralysis. Um, I will stop rambling, but I have plenty more stories and I can't wait to share them with you guys. I hope that you enjoyed this and I hope I scare the hell out of Bryce as well. Keep up the great work and I will be listening. Bye. Mm. Hashtag no me toques. Hashtag little skeleton big spooky world. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, girl. That. I, I, I still get like goosebumps uh -huh. listening to this story because I listened to it twice. Uh -huh. I was like, uh-uh. And I even told her, I was like, girl, you're very sensitive. You got you are clairvoyance. Mm. You are clairsentience. So clairvoyance is like seeing the, in, like it's like inner yeah. seeing and clairsentience is like the feelings, the emotions oh, okay. and physical sensations. Ugh. She is very, very, very sensitive. Oof. And she even like replied to me back um, today. And she, she mentioned that she, uh, I think up to her twenties was still experiencing a lot of paranormal occurrences Damn. until something happened and she cut herself off. Wow. Like she closed that door. Yeah, I mean, it could get so intense where you, if you are that sensitive, you have the power to close that door. It's a wow. little harder, mm. but she did. But yeah, she is. Damn. And growing and growing up, you know, as a child, little kids, yeah, I feel like they do see oh, in yeah. such a pure way. Anyway, there's like no filter for them. Yes. Or like there's no walls that have been they're put up yet. They're very absorbent. They're very they're like sponges, mm -hmm. and and they absorb all this energy, and they um are very sensitive that, you know, spirits are very attracted to that. Mm -hmm. And 
oh my god if i were to see a little skeleton that's what's so weird is like why a skeleton well ghosts take up or spirit takes up a form they want to take up and Mm -hmm. this was in an article that i read in paranormal weekly where uh, there was a a medium that was Mm -hmm. investigating a site of a man that was haunting a specific area of this house and the man would take up the image of what what was death and the medium's like oh no honey that's not death that's not you're not death that's not what he looks like you're a ghost and that's it mm-hmm. the man would look like he had a cloak and hood and he looked like a skeleton yeah. but that's the image that a lot of them would like to take a form of or they take the form of orbs uh, can't or, they take the form of like I don't know a, a taco platter <laughs> like I, come on it's just ridiculous like that's a funny gonna, you mentioned food I'm, I'm honestly I'm so hungry right now it's ridiculous I know well you, you're gonna get hungrier because our girl Katie she, first off thank you so much girl second she is a, a she's a culinary artist she's awesome. a chef she's hashtag girl boss she um her IG name is culinary pirate and yes Love. you are in so many ways girl and she's such a sweetheart um she's based out of Austin she does have a bitchin kitchen she has this amazing website called kitchen-canvas.com. Cool. And I'm get like, it, Katie. I know, get it, girl. God, I can't cook and like to save my life. I'm like crockpot, like oh yeah, <laughs> dumping like mm-hmm. stock and Hilarious. vegetables, like done. That counts. <laughs> it does. It does. Think, yeah. But yeah, I mean that's that's so crazy her story. But I love um, the fact how her mother, mm, you know, confirmed, confirmed, or, yeah. and was not like you know telling her just to forget about it and just disregarding it. No, her mother seemed very supportive, which was very nice. Not That doesn't happen with a with children that have those gifts. You yeah. Know? A lot of times, unfortunately. A lot of them. Can we just talk about how I love them? She's like, I don't think it was sleep paralysis because I was like taking no. little notes. No, no, no. I the two things that I wrote were sleep sleep paralysis question mark and then later I just wrote demon and <laughs> underlined it so many times. That's a demon. I'm terrified. That is, it reminded me of, remember Kate's story in the Charlie Chaplin episode mm-hmm. when she saw that negative figure of the shadow man mm-hmm. in um, Andrew's kitchen? Yes, I do remember that. And she said, it, it, I mean, he took up a form that was darker than night. Yeah, that's the thing I, not to like, <laughs> me too, girl. Um, mm-hmm. If you listen to our first experiences, the demon in the field, yes. yeah. that's the first thing I thought of where it's like, it's, it's like, yeah, it's dark, and then it's, like, there's the difference between, like, dark, but you could still tell what something is. Like, you know, she's saying, like, the room was dark, there was, like, some light coming through. There's a difference between darkness and something that's, like, void of light. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, like, even darker, mm-hmm. even, like, blacker somehow. Yeah. And the, Yeah, as soon as she said that, and then, like, the glowing eyes, like, I... No, that's... I know exactly what she's looking at. Negative, yeah, yeah. You, like, and you feel it. Yeah, you feel it. You feel it in your gut that that's no bueno. When the eyes lock with you, that's when like mm-hmm. seeing it in general. That is like very scary. Yeah, it's when they look back at you. You know, that's and you know very because you went intense. through that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and like that was always for me is like seeing it. It was happening. Same thing happening so quickly. That, like kind of in the moment you don't realize like what's happening register, because yeah. it's just like click 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 like okay and then it's like that moment where your like fight or flight kicks in and it's like you're looking at something bad and your body's like get out so mm-hmm. like katie good on you you are way calmer than i am like 
<laughs> no, no, no. I you, fled. You should have seen his facial expressions while... <laughs> I'm like clutching my beard, just like gripping onto my beard. Like, no. Oh, it was scary. Also, just the idea of clammy, like, ugh. Yes. Get away from me. I am clean and showered in bed and you're touching me. That is what freaked me out too because I remember I listened to this other podcast. It's called Mm. Real Ghost Stories Online and they had this gentleman on as a special guest and he's a medium. He's very Mm, sensitive. And he was telling a story about how him and his wife were experiencing the spirit in their house. And it was a spirit of this old man that would kind of bully his wife. And the man would um, grab his wife in bed. And one night the gentleman woke up and he had this ability to grab like the arm of this ghost. And he said it just felt clammy and cold. But the ghost looked at him and was like, you can see me and grab me. And homeboy was like, hell yeah, get the fuck off my wife. Yeah, it's, I can't remember Ew. what episode number it is. I believe it was an episode, it was like a two or three years ago. It's, um, it, it was a really, really good episode. But this guy, like he is, I think he's based out of Texas mm-hmm. and he has the ability to see the dead and no. converse with them. Yeah, he has some really crazy stories. Hey, so he fish. Osmond, no. <laughs> I see dead people. I see tiny skeletons. So yeah. Damn. It's crazy. Yeah. So I have a quick story i wanted to share thank you katie that was awesome i know girl i'm like still okay yeah i'm waiting for my goosebumps to settle and they never did (laughs) no so the ghost story i'm going to share with you guys is from my cousin jazz jasmine what's up hello and um jasmine has a sister phoebe and um they're both my cousins they're both very close to me my Mm -hmm. sisters and when we were growing up uh, they bought this house in the mid to late 90s. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember always visiting that house, staying the night there. When we moved to Houston, we would always like see each other in the summers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would spend two weeks at our house and we would you know, drive and spend another two weeks in their house. So mm-hmm. I remember a few, I think a few months after they purchased this house that they told me and my family that someone died in it. <laughs> And it was the original owner. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the homes, I'm sure everywhere else, like, but specifically in New Orleans, they were all, a lot of them were built in the 40s and 50s, oh, especially sure. like in the suburban areas. So where they live is an area called Algiers in the West Bank of New Orleans. Okay. So it's across the Huey P. Long Bridge, which is that big fancy bridge over the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. You could see it from Jackson's Brewery and from, um, and from the French Quarter. Mm. So she goes on to tell me the story when I was there this past summer and I was telling them my story about Myrtles. Yes. And um, mid breadstick. Because <laughs> I was never <laughs> interrupt a breadstick. Never interrupt unless you. it's a ghost story, seriously. But mid breadstick, mm, they were like, you know, know our house is haunted. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Just trying to enjoy my breadstick. Yeah, so she goes on to say, Yeah, the house is haunted by the gentleman that originally owned it. So as I was saying before, the house was built in the 50s. The guy that originally owned it built um, more additions to the house because in the 50s, like the house had to set up like a small apartment here in Los Angeles. Yeah. So he added like, you know, a study, a guest room, a rec center, a rec place and um, extended the patio. So the guy like he really put his blood, sweat and tears into this Mm. house. He put in a lot of time and effort and um, he passed away due to old age in his late or 80s, early 90s, but he passed away in one of the rooms of the house. They believe maybe the the study. (laughs) Yeah, so she goes on to tell me 
that um, a few years after they moved into the house, they started feeling what um, they started feeling like they were being watched. No. <laughs> oh God, I hate that. Specifically, when they're in their room sleeping or waking up, they would feel like they're being watched. So. Jazz tells me that um, her and her sister at night when they would go to sleep, especially their parents, they would, um, and I know this when I would spend the night Mm. there, they would leave the doors kind of open with a two inch crack because they had a uh, a nightlight in the hallway. Mm -hmm. So that light could kind of go into their room so it's not pitch black. Yeah. So um, they would notice this figure standing in the doorway and block that light. No. Like you said before, like a void. And at first they thought it was their dad probably checking in on them. Mm-hmm. But they would notice like it looked like a figure of a of a man standing in the crack of, of their doorway. Oh. They would like turn around and then like change positions again, look at the doorway, it's gone. So Ew. one morning Jazz mentions to her dad like, oh, are you up at like 4 a.m. in the morning? checking in on us and he said no i was i was passed out and so they kind of like brought like shrugged it off but they noticed too whenever they would be by themselves or like say like in their rooms studying or taking a nap they would get that feeling of being watched oh gross so her sister shared this story too she said yeah i was studying i was in high school i was studying i have my desk set next to the doorway and i had the door open halfway mm-hmm. and i'm you know looking at this com- looking at my computer in the corner of my eye i see it looks like a figure of a person standing in the doorway and she calls out she thinks it's her dad mm-hmm. she's like hey dad what's up no response she looks at the doorway it's gone no but she had this feeling of being watched so she and her sister start noticing this a lot mm-hmm. that there's something standing in the doorway and they get this really like this heavy feeling like they're being watched oh god i hate it but nothing else will happen to them like there's like no weird noises no nothing levitating you know nothing they didn't feel anything negative they would just feel this creepy thing looking at them through the Ew. doorway so they eventually <laughs> they eventually called this 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 i guess energy bob they called him Creeper Ghost Bob because he just creeps at the doorway Don't and stares in. Name your ghost. But then it starts to make him. He starts to make himself known to the parents. Mm. So her father chimed in. My uncle chimes in and says, "Yeah, I came home really early from work one afternoon, and I took a shower. I lay in bed, falling asleep to the TV, and." I was changing positions and my eyes kind of open and it darts to and they dart to the doorway and I see a figure sitting in the doorway and I sit up and I rub my eyes and I call out because I thinking I'm thinking it's my wife or one of the girls Mm-mm. and um, I open my eyes again and it's gone. No. And he said, no, I I swore I saw like someone standing there in the doorway. It was a figure of a person it was like. I called out to it, you know, Ugh. and he called out. He was like, Jasmine, Phoebe, you know, yeah. hun, where or is anyone home? So he walks around the house. No one's there. Everyone's either at work or at school. So that's where mm. he, he shared his story with the girls one morning. And they're like, yeah, we've been getting the sensation, too. So they started to put two and two together. And they're like, I think it's it's the dude that died here. Oh, my God. I think it's that guy because 
he died in the house and i think he is coming back to check on the yeah. house because he really spent a lot of time building these additions and he really loved this house and i think he's just checking on things Ugh, <laughs> but does he have to stare he has to door? stare but Ugh. my cousin jasmine tells me this story that freaked all of us out oh, so great. this is great like, this was like she's like this was like the worst experience i had with bob but it's really funny so my cousin was working as a masseuse she would pick up the late shifts mm-hmm. at a big fancy hotel that she worked at in the quarter mm-hmm. so um she would come home really late and then sleep all morning early afternoon you don't mess with her sleep yeah she had a pug named mickey he would always sleep on the foot of her bed her bed was always faced to the doorway right so one she said one afternoon everyone was at work she was sleeping in her room she's changing positions and she hears mickey going like she he's kind of growling he's like like that like kind of like low bark growling Mm. but staring at the doorway and she says as i'm changing positions in bed my focal point goes to the doorway and mind you, my door is half open, so I could clearly see into the to the hallway. And she says, "I see a, a black figure of a man standing in the doorway," and it freaked her out. She got so pissed that she threw a pillow at the doorway, hilarious. and she turned to change um, positions, and she goes back to sleep. That's hilarious. And she said that her dog stopped barking. She wakes up. Her dog's like, you know, licking himself, and she's like, "Okay, he's gone." Wow. She she was like, it freaked me out because I woke up when I saw him. But then I'm like, dude, like I'm I'm fucking over this. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, don't mess with my sleep. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. What a little creeper. <laughs> so they have a creeper ghost named Bob. And I was like so disappointed. I'm like, all that time that I spent a night there, I never I never felt or seen anything. Yeah. The only thing I was like creeped out by was the fact that someone died in that house. That was the only yeah. thing I was creeped out by. But other than that, I never felt anything weird whenever I would stay there during the summers. I mean, it kind of makes sense, too, because, like, he probably is checking in on the people who are, like, living in the house. Yeah. Since he seems to have put so much into the house. Whereas, he like, visitors, he might not care as much about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that... Don't watch yeah. me in my room. He, he added a lot. He added a lot of additions because I saw, like, the blueprint of the original house. Oh, wow. And it was tiny, super tiny. Even the house that my mom has in Metairie, it used to be really tiny. They were just cookie cutter houses. Yeah. And you know, people, what people do is they, you know, they add on to the house. They add right. a driveway. They add three extra rooms. They extend the living room. Right. They raise them up to prevent flood. So, oh. yeah. I mean. Oh no, ghosts! Don't <laughs> be staring at me. But I love the the way she was telling it. She when she goes into telling about like how Bob disrupted her sleep yeah it's amazing no she's like you just don't mess with her during her sleep hilarious (laughs) poor thing all right so we have another story and this one is from jessica lockmies and jessica is based out of wisconsin thank you jessica this was a beautiful story and it almost i i I almost broke down it's like hashtag coco and we'll see why oh god okay so um she writes Hello, love the podcast, and I love my Myrtle's postcard. So she won oh, one of the postcards. Cool. Yeah, she was one of our winners. Hi. Hello. I have a little Houdini story for you that's been in my family for generations. Now, I can't verify it because 
It was told to me over 15 years ago by my maternal grandma. Unfortunately, my grandma is 91 and suffers from dementia, so I can't verify anything. Mm. My heart goes out to you, girl. I, I've been there. Mm-hmm. God bless her and God bless you. All right, here it goes. During the time of Houdini outing mediums and psychics in Chicago, he met my grandma's paternal great aunt. Whoa. My grandma never told me her name, by the way, who was a medium in the city. When Houdini came to her asking about his mother, she set him straight. She told him that she can't guarantee she can contact his mother. If she does, she does. And if she doesn't, she doesn't. She wasn't going to trick him or pretend to make contact. She was unable to contact his mother because she was unable to make contact and was honest with Houdini. Hmm. Her reputation as a medium remained intact. Jessica also explains how her grandmother used to read tarot cards, use a Ouija board. Hmm. She said, we once contacted Lord Byron for a high school assignment I had. Hilarious. That is so crazy. That was so amazing. That's so funny. And tell me about ghost sightings. I wish I would have asked my grandma the name of her aunt, but I was in awe when she told me the story. My grandma is extraordinary. She read about Edgar Casey, I think it's Casey, Jan Dixon, and the amazing Kreskin. I remember my aunt suggesting to use the Ouija to contact Lord Byron, and mm. my grandma was, okay, let's do it. Hilarious. It, that's so true. Like, Edgar Casey, no, it's Edgar Case. He is a famous um, clairvoyant, like an American clairvoyant. Whoa. He's very, very famous. He even started the ARE, which is the Association for Research and Enlightenment, in 1931. Cool. Yeah. So all those names, like... Those are legit names. Those are legit names of the OG clairvoyants. Damn. I love that, too, that her grandmother or the great aunt was like, I'm not trying to trick you. I'll contact whom I can contact. I think that alone is, like, so verifying. Like, if you go, I I don't know why I do this, but I always want, like, I think it's because anyone that has died in my family would Mm -hmm. be, like, very upset with me that I was using a clairvoyant. So, like, if someone was, like, reading something from me and weren't pretty immediately, like, they're pissed at you, I would be like, this isn't real. You know what I mean? So I love that she was kind of like, I'm not going to promise I can contact your mother, Harry Houdini. I'm going to, like, do what I can do, but I'm not going to, like, lie. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. That is very, very cool. And back then, like, that was your career. That was your job. And your reputation reputation was always on the line, especially if Houdini showed up at your doorstep. I mean, he was like Yelp before Yelp. <laughs> Harry Yelp Houdini. I'm pretty sure that's his he name. He was the Victorian form of Yelp yes, right there. Yes, that, yes. You don't need to Google that. That is definitely a fact. That's fine. <laughs> don't Google that one. This was a very beautiful story. I this know. was amazing. I wanted to end the episode with this one. Yeah, this is a very special story. And yeah, definitely my heart goes out to you, girl. Thank you for sharing. That was a very beautiful story. And um, we hope that you are all able to send us some stories in the future for future listener tales because we love reading these stories. To me, whenever someone shares a paranormal story, it just it means so much. It's not just about the chills and the thrills. It's it's to me, it's like something kind of personal. It's a bond. It is a bond. It is. It's truly a bond. And and I love listening to them and, and, and we thank you all yes, so much for so submitting cool. yeah thank you guys so we have two really cool notes guys that we definitely want to share with you yes. so it seems that um, we're going to be doing a little giveaway yay yes we're going to be doing a giveaway on some coffee mugs they're so cute I'm going to enter the giveaway <laughs> they are is that how that works let well. it be known that Tammy has a obsession with coffee mugs same 
Oh, you do too? You collect them? It's it's like a problem. I just keep adding more shelf space for coffee mugs. You too? Yeah, it's oh bad. Oh my God, it's girl. Really I could bad. show you the, the cupboard right now. And then the weird thing is, is that I still use like the same one. Me too. But I keep buying them. Me too. It's a problem. It's really bad. My husband last year had to sit me down mm-hmm. and was like, babe, we need to talk uh-huh. about what? The coffee mugs. I'm like, yeah. What about them? What about them? Our children, our beautiful children. Yeah, they are. They kind of yeah. are. I love collecting them and... I went shopping at the Fashion Square Mall here in Sherman Oaks, and there's this new store, Miniso, that just opened up, and they had a collection of Halloween mugs. They're so cute. I'm looking I, at them right now over your shoulder. Yeah. They're so adorable. They are very adorable. There's one that is like a cat face. Oops, sorry. There's a cat face, and there's another one that says drink up, which is... So there's going to be a drawing, and we'll be posting this next week. Actually, when you hear this, most likely in a this, couple of yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. yeah, We'll be doing another drawing, so you guys can get into the Halloween spirit. They're beautiful mugs, and they're going to be perfect while you drink your cocoa yeah. and your coffee, your tea, or your soup while listening to some really awesome paranormal podcasts yes. during the month of October, including ours, we Yay. hope. Yeah, you all have to enjoy mm-hmm. autumn for us because it's still like 100 degrees here. So. Seriously. <laughs> Please enjoy I'm it. I'm in shorts, yeah. my sandals, and a shirt. My it's, hair dried in about two minutes yeah, because it's, it's been so brutal. warm here. It's, I'm, I'm getting a little misty right now. Yeah. It's like it's <laughs> sweating glow. a little bit. Yeah. So this segues into more clues about October. Yes. So guys, we've been putting up some little teases lately on our social meads. So... If you didn't listen to the ending of our last episode, just an FYI, I know, how dare you, just a little FYI, your girls are going to be doing something really special, especially for our California listeners. Yes. We are teaming up with a very famous California theater. We finally have words to explain this right now because we're not that shook up. I mean, we're still Mm -hmm. shook up, but we're able to talk with our hands and know what to do with our hands. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we noticed that we have a huge, huge listening crowd based out of California. Yes. Thank you for the Cali love, Yay. guys. So if you live in California, this is going to be really awesome, especially if you live in the Los Angeles area. This is going to be even more awesome. So definitely tune in for more details. But don't think that we left out our other listeners mm-hmm. from all over the world, all over the nation. Yes. We're teaming up with a duo in mid-October. Mm-hmm. They have a radio show, and they're amazing. And what they do is... Even more amazing, especially in the paranormal community, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to paranormal preservation. It's, I mean, they're great. And you'll be able to see us and meet us electronically through this special like show that we're going to do with them. Cool. Yes, they are so cool. I love them so much. So we'll be dropping little hints in the beginning of October. Yes. For sure. All right, guys, before we go, we have a few spiritual bays of the week we Hi. have to definitely give a shout out to. The first ones are our favorite ghouls, Ghouls Gone Wild Love. podcast. So <laughs> they're, they're really hilarious, especially on Instagram. Go yes. check them out. So it's a podcast about the host's experience with uh, ghouls, ghosts, and all things spooky. Mm. I know. They're really funny, and they're really awesome on Instagram. Definitely go check them out. Yes. Another one is So It Is Told Podcast. Ooh. It's a podcast where today's comedians and travelers and all-around amateurs discuss yesterday's fables, myths, and fairy tales. They're a comedy podcast. I highly recommend to go listen to them. Amazing. They're really hilarious, and I've been binge listening to them this morning. 
because I needed a break. I needed I needed some laughs. So sometimes were, you gotta laugh. You do. Yeah. <laughs> so they're a great podcast to definitely check out. They're so visible on Twitter. They're really funny and they're so awesome. So hey. definitely go check both of them out. Hey. hey guys. So if you love Holly Weird Paranormal, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. It helps us indie podcasters become a little more visible. And if you can't get enough of Holly Weird Paranormal, then stalk us on Instagram and Facebook at Holly Weird Paranormal and Twitter at HWP Podcast. Want to submit a story, especially a spooky story of your own to scare Bryce? Girl. Nice surprise. <laughs> Please send them over to hollyweirdparanormal at gmail.com. You can catch up with our past episodes on blueberry.net, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, CastBox, Player FM, and Spotify. We're everywhere. We are. All right, guys. Till next time. Yee. Bryce, do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, it's honestly, I'm so hungry and it's so hot. I don't think <laughs> you're I'm so spooked out. So spooked out. I know I'm hiding in a corner. <laughs> All right. Till next time, guys. Bye. Bye.